Hello and welcome back, folks. Today is Wednesday, February 21st, 1926, and it's a very special day indeed. African Americans are changing up the music scene with jazz. Women are cutting their hairs and dresses short to make a st statement about gender equality. Immigrants are on the fence with the recent Red Scare, and the United States is parting like there's no tomorrow. With so many new and exciting revolutions taking place in our nation today, it's easy to get wrapped up in the whirlwind and confused in the tides. But don't worry, you're in safe hands because you're listening to KDKA, the only radio station in America that brings you all the latest and greatest news in this ever-changing country. Starting off, we have this new music movement that's rocking the states and breaking all the rules in the process, jazz. What is it and why can't these youngsters stop swinging to it? Find out in a couple of minutes, but first, a word from our sponsors. Ladies, are you tired of using your hands to wash your clothes? Don't have enough time to make sure your family is looking sharp and dandy for that dinner party on Friday? <laughs> Introducing the Thor Electric Washing Machine, fresh from the assembly lines of America's finest factories. Now you no longer need to waste your time bending your frail back because with this newly designed washing machine, you now more than ever can spend less time in the laundry room and more time trying to meet the standards of this misogynistic male dominated nation. Don't have the money? Well, you don't need it. Thanks to our new installment buying plan, you can buy now and pay later. Do you want to be the only house in your neighborhood without a washing machine? Well then purchase to keep up with the Joneses. Thor Electric Washing Machine. Buy smart, buy American, and buy today. Wow. Now I know what I'm doing when I get home, using the money I earn today to pay a fraction of the cost so I can make sure my house has a washing machine. Now we have a young, up-and-coming jazz artist, Louis Armstrong. Thanks for having me on your show today. It's truly such an honor. Oh no, the honor is all ours. So, what is jazz? Well, jazz is a new form of music that has been emerging in the recent years. It originated in my hometown of New Orleans with black culture in the beginning of the 1920s and has since been spreading throughout the nation. Right, and what made this new music so popular? So jazz emphasizes the freedom, individuality, and the pride of my culture. People of my skin have been discriminated, mistreated, and dehumanized in this nation for hundreds of years, but now we are finally taking a stand to have pride in our heritage. Our ancestors have preserved it through their singing, and jazz was born from this. In a way, jazz is just one of the mediums in which us young black folks are expressing our love for our roots. Only difference is some of us use words on paper to tell our stories and others use music and lyrics. In the end, we're all just growing to love ourselves more in a world where we can only where we have only been faced with discrimination. And why do you believe that jazz has taken off so rapidly over the past couple of years? It's almost like a musical revolution. Well, now that the great war is over, people have started to celebrate again. The nation is in a time of great prosperity and it's in this new sphere of enjoyment that jazz came in and has since become a major musical phenomenal. phenomenon. Jazz is much more relaxed and improvisational type of music, something that bodes well with people nowadays. It's a danceable music, something everyone can get down to. They sure can! So now, why don't you tell us a little more about yourself, Mr. Armstrong? Well, I don't really like talking about my past much, but I guess I can say a few things. I was born on July 4th, 1900s, and I began to play music at a really young age. Well, I guess it all really started when I began playing a tin horn to attract customers instead of the bells that other hawkers would use. At the time, I was working under the Kranovskis, trying to sell coal, and along the way, I somehow became like family. In fact, Morris Kranovsky gave me some money so I could buy my cornet, and after dropping out of school, I just became a musician, and here I am now. 
And I must say that stations like ours playing many jazz songs, including some of yours, has definitely helped spread its reach. It sure has. And isn't it true that you served jail time? Well, yes, but that was a long time ago. And what was the reason for it? Well, I fired my uncle's handgun into the air, but it was empty. I just shot a blank. It wasn't my proudest moment, but looking back, after I was sentenced to the Color Waves home, it kind of helped shape me into a more controlled person and a musician. I see. So, we all know that jazz is sweeping the nation right now. I want to know how you feel about it now that many Americans are taking on this culture as well. Well, in a way, it's kind of bittersweet, I guess. Mmm, how so? I mean, on one hand, I love that people enjoy my music and the music of my people. It's great that I can spread the joy and maybe some people will begin to accept my culture more through this. But on the other hand, it's kind of tiring that whites get to pick and choose which parts of African American culture they like. All of our lives we've been looked down on, called gross names and segregated from the whites so much that many of us begin to hate and blame our skin colors for it. But with this Harlem Renaissance, I think no matter what, it's an opportunity for young blacks like me to finally be able to lift our heads along with the crowd and speak up against injustices we face as a community because of our skin. We're tired of being ashamed of our culture and even if it's a small step now, we hope to change this nation's heart so we can soon change its laws as well. Well, this radio station definitely wishes you and other African Americans in your community the best. And by the way, if you guys didn't know, we have had Louis' music playing in the background the whole time. Thank you so much, Mr. Armstrong, for coming on today and sharing your story. Thank you for inviting me. This was a really fun experience. Thank you once again. We'll be right back with another guest after this government announcement. Do you love your country? Do you want the United States of America to continue on its road to prosperity without the hindrance of communism? Ever since the communist revolution in Russia, the country has been in anarchy. If you want to avoid a similar fate, then we have to make sure that these ideas never reach our pristine shores. We have to make sure that we control the amount of immigrants are allowed in the country. That's why, if you don't want your country to become a communist regimen, you have to go to your local congressman and tell them to support the Emergency Quota Act. Advertisement been brought to you by the Harding administration. Welcome back to the show, folks. I learned a valuable lesson today from Mr. Louis Armstrong. We live in a country that is filled with discrimination against those that are different, and that slowly needs to change. Thank you for opening my perspective. Now, upcoming, we have an advertisement from the Immigrant Awareness Committee. My name is Patrick Weber, and my parents were from Germany. I was born an American citizen, received an American education, and I currently have an American job. However, in the recent years, I have been facing increased discrimination for my last name. People can't see past my heritage. People can't see that I'm as American as them. What they see are the Krauts, as they like to call us, that fought against them in World War I. To make matters worse, the government is planning to pass the Emergency Quota Act that is giving into the xenophobic attitude that is currently plaguing our nation. This will affect millions of people who simply want to come to this country and live a better life. So please, I plead to you, from one American to another, go to your local congressman and tell them to vote no for the Emergency Quota Act. Thank you to the artists who came on to share their knowledge and understanding of jazz music. And now time to move on to our next segment. As many of you know, our show has always been on the cutting edge of new and progressive ideals. So today, we decided to do a segment on a hot, pressing discussion in many states around the country, women's rights. Please welcome our first speaker, Alice Paul. Hi, thanks for having me on. Glad you could be here. For those who may not know your work, can you please introduce yourself? Yes, of course. Well, I was born in 1885 to a fairly wealthy family, and since I was little, I loved to learn. I fell in love with humans, not just in a biological perspective, but also in a cultural lens. 
I went to get my undergraduate degree in biology from Swarthmore College and a PhD in sociology from a university in Pennsylvania. Interesting. Well, let's not diddle-dally anymore, Alice. I hear you recently proposed quite a hefty amendment called the... the... sorry, I forgot the name. Uh, the Equal Rights Amendment. So, what does equality mean to you exactly? Well, I mean, equality is just what it sounds like. What I and other women want is not really that far-fetched. We just want both men and women to be treated the same. We want women to earn as much, much as men at work. We want women to have the right to their own bodies and access to uh, birth control. And all in all, we want women gaining all the rights constitutionally. I'm currently a part of uh, the National Women's Party, and it is through this organization that I'm truly beginning to push the Equal Rights Amendment. So what exactly is the Equal Rights Amendment, and do you really think it'll have an impact on the United States? So the ERA was pushed as a way to give equal rights to all citizens disregarding sex. It was used as a way to end legal distinctions between the genders when it came to divorces, employments, and other matters. As you know, women have fought for hundreds of years for the right to vote, and it is only in the last decade that we have achieved it. But it was not only the women handling factories during the war when men were in the armies that led to this, but the perilous efforts of thousands of women who advocated and spoke up for years and years, even if they knew that they might not see results in their lifetime. So yes, I hope it has an impact on this nation and I will keep fighting for the rights of women even if I don't see the results in my lifetime so that other women after me will. What are some of the ways that you were able to spread your message? Well, when I was back in college, I joined Emmeline Pankhurst Radical Union. I learned how to use civil disobedience and other rugged taxes to gain a voice for my beliefs. I instilled this into other women today and that is why my belief is so strong. So strong in fact that I was a chair of the Congressional Committee of NAWSA or National American Women's Suffrage Association. Wow, thank you Alice Paul. And now we have another young lady, Louise Brooks, here to talk about the new generation of women who call themselves flappers. Welcome to the show, Miss Brooks. Happy to be here. So, Miss Brooks, what can tell what can you tell me and the many viewers here about yourself and these daring young women called flappers? Well, I'm Louise Brooks and I'm an actress and dancer here in the States. And us flappers are simply young women who are tired of following the rules set out for us by this misogynistic nation. I mean, we women have lived under the thumb of men for far too long, really, and to the many people who are scandalized by short skirts and bobbed hair, it's, it's our bodies what's got them so worked up. Speaking of the bobbed hair, it was you that popularized it, wasn't it? So what made you decide on this daring hairstyle? Well, it's not all that deep, really. They told me that long, curly tresses would be the only way for me to get a man, and so I cut my hair short and straight. It's a statement of sorts. Through my hair, I am rejecting the old, idealized feminine ways and showing that a woman can cut her hair however she wants, dress the way she likes, and still be a woman in every right. Not only that, but the new free attitude of these young women have got some Americans raising their eyebrows, don't you think? Well, yes. We flappers tend to do things that men disapprove of, so obviously they don't like it when a woman smokes in public or takes a swig of a bottle when men have been doing it for centuries. Why can men, men do things while women are told they cannot? If I want to drive an automobile, if I want to drink, if I want to cut my hair short and flaunt my body, then I will. Us women can only live for so long keeping our heads down and satisfying these unrealistic standards men have set for us. We need to live our lives. Let women have a part in America's celebration too. Well, you're definitely invited to our station to party. 
Thank you so much for coming on today, Ms. Brooks. Uh, thanks for having me. And now for a much-needed break, we'll come back to you after a word from our automobiles. Are you in need of an easy way to go to work? Are you tired of paying a lot of money for automobiles? Look no further. Henry Ford's Model T is here to put you out of your misery. The Model T, also known as the Tin Lizzy, will change the way you work and travel. With this affordable automobile, you can travel to your heart's desire to anywhere you please. We have different body styles such as a 5-seat touring car, a 2-seat runabout, or a 7-seat town car to fit your family needs. Although the car was mass produced in 1913 to 1925 with just the color black, and now has a change to a variety variety of colors. Come on down to get your Tin Lizzy today and we promise you won't be disappointed. I myself have a Tin Lizzy and might I add, it has made the commute to work so easy and short. Go and get your Tin Lizzy and you won't regret it, I promise. Anyways, here we have another guest star on KDKA, Langston Hughes. He is an amazing novelist, poet, and playwright. Wow, that's talent right there. So here he is. How are you doing today, Mr. Hughes? Doing good, doing good. It's a pleasure to be here today. That's great. So let's start off this interview with who you are for our listeners who don't exactly crack open a book a lot. <laughs> well, okay, well, you said I'm an author. Most of my works have contributed to the Harlem Renaissance. I know the Armstrong was on your show earlier today, and he's a contributor to this movement too. The Harlem Renaissance is essentially allowing African Americans to be proud of our culture and our ethnicity because of our past. So most of my works are representative of my feelings. I actually recently wrote a poem titled The Negro Speaks of Rivers, and it was just published in the Crisis magazine if you want to read it. Wow, Mr. Hughes, that's amazing to say the least. I understand with a rough past of segregation and discrimination, it must have influenced your works as you've explained. <clears throat> Can you elaborate more on The Negro Speaks of Rivers and the message you wanted to em emphasize throughout your work? Of course! Throughout the poem, I wanted to show the heritage and background of black Americans. I wanted to show the idea of our perseverance through everything that we have been through because, to be honest, we have been through a lot. As a result of everything that I've seen, heard, done, and witnessed, my soul has grown deep as rivers. Thanks for coming on to the show today, Mr. Hughes. We appreciate it a lot. No problem. Glad to be here to share my story. Well, now that we've heard the minorities of our country speak up against the injustices of our nation, I hope folks at home are also listening in and understanding that these so-called radical changes of the Roaring Twenties are really not that scandalous as at all. In its core, it's just a bunch of people tired of following the unfair rules set on them by society. Listen to their problems, understand their hardships, and don't forget them. This nation is built by more than just white male hands, and so we have to make sure that every person American has the rights that they deserve. Well, that's it for our show today, folks. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you tomorrow.